everybody. Welcome to episode 271 of Up for Discussion, the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goods. Uh, we are still in the middle of a quarantine, obviously, brought on by the COVID-19 epidemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, whatever demic it is, we are still in it. Um, and uh, it's been a lot of one-on-one conversations for the past month and a half. Um, and I thought, you know what? Let's try to switch things up a little bit and do a group call for the first time. So um, we'll see how that goes. This might be terrible or this might be a lot of fun, but no matter what it is, it will be here and it will be for you. <laughs> and hopefully you will enjoy it. Of course, I am Tom Zalatni, and today I am joined by three of my four fabulous co-hosts, and I will let them introduce themselves one by one. I'm Jay Bradley. I'm Adrian Schoen. And I am David Hall. Good to uh, see two of you and hear three of you. Yeah, so I was thinking about it and like, it's been really fun for me to be able to talk to like most of you for like 15, 20 minutes a week for the past like six weeks. And then I thought about it this morning and I was like, damn it, Tom, you selfish asshole. You're not giving them a chance to talk to each other. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought it would be nice to uh, maybe like once a month, we'll try to do a group call like this. I like that very much. I miss Kate so much. <laughs> I was like, before the call, I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, uh, I'm so tired. What do I do? I'm so fucking tired. Oh, and then I was like, but I miss Adrian. And then Paul was like, let Adrian's voice bring you energy. <laughs> and it is. It is. So thank you, Tom, for connecting. You're welcome. It's a beautiful thing. David, for what it's worth, I miss you. Aw, I miss you too, Tom. <laughs> I always enjoy hearing your voice. Uh, but what you should do is uh, you should get the whole network on a call and try to manage that chaos. Mm. That no. sounds like something I don't want to listen to. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know those um those like every other commercial that's on TV right now that's like some company advertising how they like to do you know remote calls now because they have to it's amazing how quickly like all these people because the first week they started coming out because i work in advertising so Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm like oh my god they these guys like rework their commercials really quickly and so like the first week it was clearly like stock footage with like voiceovers (laughs) and now like we're getting like a month into it they've like full-on done these fucking huge productions like there are well somebody's working it's crazy they've all written the same commercial it is kind of wild and and especially like uh, so i watch a lot of food network like pretty exclusively and the ads on the food network are like it's food network canada so it's like a lot of the same people but specifically the ads are all the canadian ones so you get all these like canadian food personalities shooting clips from their homes of themselves being like now more than ever it's important to stay inside and watch the food network and then every other commercial is some horrible combination of like 30 different people singing or playing oh canada but they're all in different keys and at different tempos (laughs) there's there's this one oh canada commercial that is entirely instrumental covers of it um and it's like you know, someone playing it on a violin and someone playing it on a guitar. Um, And every time it would get to the part where someone was playing it on bagpipes, Rhea would chime in and go, I hate this. This is the worst. Why are they doing this? (laughs) (laughs) And early this week, we saw a new version of the ad that had cut out the bagpipe section and made it shorter. 
<laughs> Which makes she me got think, her point across. Yeah, like someone someone complained effectively about that. Did Rhea write a I... very strongly worded letter? <laughs> yeah, with all those letters, she knows how to spell. I heard from a friend that um, an ad I did voiceover for was like running uh, aggressively on CTV. It's, okay. uh, it's an ad for it's for direct alert, and it's like a button that you press when you're old and need help. Hmm. Um, it's like a get up commercial, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, it's rolling like I'm, I'm seeing it like eight times a day." It's like, oh, that's odd, but I also love it. <laughs> okay, so obviously format things are a little weird these days uh but we do still have like some semblance of a format uh which is to say uh i do still think it's important that uh even though we're doing this like you know five ten minutes into the episode uh, i do think it's important that we have a moment to uh to acknowledge like that we are recording all of us on stolen land from various indigenous peoples um and that that is shitty and uh just encourage people to like take a minute today and think about that um Think about it in productive ways. Uh, think about it in terms of like, what can you be doing to help to deal with sort of reconciliation things? Um, there's a lot of great charities that exist that you can, you know, donate to, uh, organizations you can get involved with. Um, there is, I'm trying to find their website. Yes, okay, raventrust.com. There we go. Uh, is a good one if you are looking for a recommendation of a place to check out this week. Um, so that's my, that's my quick acknowledgement for the day. Um, before we dive back into the sillies. I, I like that though, before diving back into the sillies. <laughs> tone, tone, tone shifts are okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what this show is, right? It's, it's tone shifts. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Welcome to the Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. During this quarantine, we're feeling really weird about asking people for money, so we're not really doing it. We are letting you know that you can support us at patreon.com slash upfordiscussion, but we're not asking you to. We understand that there's only a certain amount of money that people have during a quarantine. You might have lost your job, you might have lost some of your freelance clients, you probably just don't have spare money kicking around right now, and that's okay. That's groovy. But if you want to support us for free, you can. And you share the episode around. You can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can tell a friend about your new favorite show. Of course, if you do feel like throwing some money our way, we're not going to tell you not to. You can pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash upfordiscussion, where you'll be joining the ranks of the fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Killian, Sarah Angelica, Will, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Kate, and Erica. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And starting in the month of May, 
we're going to be donating 50% of our Patreon earnings above the amount we need to keep the show alive, which is like 20 bucks a month. So like 50% of everything above that first $20 a month, we're going to be donating to local indigenous charities and to food banks kind of on a month by month basis. We'll figure out where the need is and kind of distribute accordingly. So your money goes a long way. You're not just helping us keep the lights on here at the Upford Network studio, you're helping us help other people. And during a pandemic, that's pretty cool. So thank you to our existing patrons who I already named, and if you want to be one of them, you know how to do it. Patreon.com slash up for discussion. Was the energy on this ad read a little weird? Maybe. Maybe. This episode is brought to you in part by Chaos. If you've been listening to our show for a while, you've definitely heard us talk about Chaos. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you right off the top, it's Chaos with a K. Get that C out of here. The C, the C, we don't have time for the C, okay? It's a pandemic. Nobody has time for the C. We only have time for the K, and the K stands for Chaos. Not C, which rhymes with P, which stands for pool, but K for Chaos. Chaos is a full-scale production company. They do digital marketing, they make videos, they do audio production, they can run your social media for you. Basically anything that you could possibly need in order to do things on the internet, or on TV, I guess. I just don't think about TV because I'm not an internet person. But if whatever you need, Chaos has you covered. They can help you out with marketing strategy, video content, kind of all sorts of things. They've been working with people like Ikea and the CBC and like trying to pick a third one from their list here on their website but i don't recognize any of the other companies specifically but they've worked with a lot of big names uh and also they make their own content in-house and i want to give a quick plug to a short film full-length film i don't know how to define things anymore but they recently put out their own film uh called oh boy i'm forgetting the name of it and i'm recording this live this is awkward. American Dreamers. You should know I'm recording this first thing in the morning. I'm halfway through my first cup of coffee. I'm not totally here right now. <laughs> um, you should look that up and check them out because they did an awesome job. It is beautifully shot. And uh, yeah, if you want to make something similarly wonderful, you should hit them up at createchaos.com or on Instagram at createchaos. That's chaos, once again, with a K. We super don't have time for chaos with the C. We just don't have time for it. We do have time for chaos with a K. So I really want to encourage you to check out chaos with a K. Should we get to our Patreon question for this episode? The juicy nugget that we're here for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me that chicken. Give me that crispy chicken. Oh, is that you on the Give Me That Crispy Chicken commercial? <laughs> it is. Yeah. I did it like two years ago and it's just popping up now. <laughs> I uh, I got an, a memory in my Instagram memories the other day that my uh, my crispy chicken sandwich commercial for Burger King with Akeem was uh, two years ago. And that made me feel like time is passing way too fast. Oh, yeah. yeah really totally. going by. <laughs> uh, all right. So... Today's featured Patreon question comes from Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Uh, And Patrick asks, do you guys think you'll be better people coming out of this pandemic, or will things go back to normal relatively quick after everything is over? Oof. 
<laughs> that's the first response, right? The, oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a really good idea, right? <laughs> that we use this time to better ourselves and come out stronger than know. ever? Be less of a piece of shit when I leave my house. That would be like, I mean, always. It seems like a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really does. And I feel like it's kind of inevitable because even if you do fuck all all day, you're still going to learn stuff based on what you're experiencing. So you're going to be different, right. better, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be a better juggler. I know that for sure. <laughs> I know that's got to be course, true of... because you mentioned that two weeks in a row now, which means you're still working on it. <laughs> that's so great. I'm, I'm already a big fan of Spoons the Juggler. <laughs> I am. Um, I've been like thinking about this because, like, I one of the things that I feel like I should be improving on while being in this quarantine is like patience with people, I guess, because it feels like a time where that's something that we need, right? We need to be patient. We need to be like understanding and kind of giving each other space, like physically. Yes. But also I feel like kind of like temporally, you know, like, like I think Uh it's, it's an important time to be patient with people and I feel like that's something I should be getting better at, but boy, am I not. I I left the house this morning to go to the grocery store and, um, you know, we've got the whole setup now where our grocery store has a line down the block where people are standing six feet apart and they let in 12 customers at a time total. And like, you know, there there's arrows taped onto the floor so that people know what direction to go up and down each aisle, which is brilliant. And I think exactly what grocery stores need, even not during a pandemic, because like if, if your aisles aren't big enough to have two people push carts past each other, then you should have arrows on the floor. And like, and this morning I was like in a great mood and like super happy to be making my weekly trip to the grocery store. And uh, I get in and I'm like, yeah, all right, let's do this. I'm going to buy some pork. I'm going to buy some beef. I'm going to buy some chicken. Yum. And then like within 30 seconds of entering the store, this, this one middle-aged person and it doesn't matter that they were middle-aged, except that it's consistently the people who are middle-aged who do this, <laughs> like, starts pushing their cart right against the direction of the arrow toward me and puts me in an uncomfortable position where I'm like, I'm not the asshole here. I'm not the one who's going in the wrong direction. But now I feel like I have to move in the wrong direction to get out of your way. And I'm not done buying Hello. parsnips yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then this same person did this Four more times before I was done oh, in the grocery store. Uh, no. Four so separate you never, aisles. You never confronted it. Was always like, "Fuck this person, I'm leaving." Like I, I just kept having to like stand still, in the hopes that they would like turn around and go a different way, or let them pass me, or I'd have to like scurry past them so that they would not be oh. within my bubble. And like every time that I made eye contact with them, I made sure to like kind of look unimpressed with them right and like give them kind of a you know a kind of a glare and like look down at the arrow on the floor that's like right in front of them that they should be able to see and like every time they just smiled sweetly at me and I was like no you asshole don't smile sweetly at me turn around this may have been the time to mention that there are arrows on the floor could you kindly uh go in the proper direction (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think looking... that would have made you an asshole to be like, you know, this is all new, but like there's a new system. <laughs> I feel yeah, like I'm, I, I'm just always extremely conscious of like my my outward appearance as a like relatively large male-bodied person. I don't ever uh-huh. want to be like, I don't want to ever be aggressive in public places and like... I don't know that there was a way I could have delivered that message non-aggressively just in the mental state that I was in. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's that might be fair. to consider. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you can say you the exact to... right words and sound like you're going to murder them. Yeah. Because yeah. there's definitely a way that you can deliver that message that doesn't sound aggressive. But if you're being aggressive, then uh, it's harder. <laughs> yeah. So I think patience is a way that I ought to grow during this quarantine, and I hope to grow during this quarantine. But Patrick, I would be surprised if if I actually do that. I don't know. You know what, though? I think that's a really tricky one, because I I mean, I'm normally quite a patient person, and uh, I have not, like, if anything, this quarantine has made me, like, short-tempered and angry. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I came back to the states, and I, I, I had to stop. I was watching the the Trump brief, like press briefings every day, and I would just call my mom, and I'm oh, like, no. "We need to set fire and eat the rich, every, like now, this yeah. now." Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And um, uh, oh, yeah. Man. So like, I, I don't know that this is like. I, I think you could for like forgive yourself in this moment when you're being locked in the house, and if you get a little testy, like it doesn't seem <laughs> yeah, to be think- like the time to work on patience. Yeah, I think it's really twisted. Like it's it's becoming a lot more uh, common knowledge that it's like, no, this is not the time. Like if you can't better yourself, that's totally okay and totally normal. But it's strange that we're also targeting things that are that are feeling an enormous amount of pressure right now. Hmm. Not just oh, I want to be better at chess. And it's like, oh no, clearly my ability to communicate my feelings is not good enough, and this is the time to work on that. Right. <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> Well, the other thing yeah. is, is that this is giving a good amount of time for you to let all of it out. Like, Tom, you say, work on patience. Well, you can work on patience when you're out of the quarantine. Right now is the time for you to be as impatient as possible <laughs> so that when you move out of it, you will be a better person by virtue of being not as impatient as before. Yes! Yes! So, Remove the stressors and we will be better. Yes, it's automatic. So, like, or I, I get that in spirit. Be absolutely trash, and then the moment it ends, Stay you're trash. like, alright, I'm now suddenly less trash. Mm. Which is, on a scale, better than before. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. As, we, as we all know, behaviors are in a limited pool so the more that you use them up the lesser you have them <laughs> exactly yep, yep, exactly i have or... only so many times in my pool of times i can snap at somebody before i just <laughs> yeah. can't i can't do it anymore i'm in, over in no my way quota. Re- reinforces that behavior it only uses them up <laughs> yes oh my god if only that were true how many monsters are going to come out of this how many people <laughs> are going to turn into assholes in quarantine and come out that asshole. If you see what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone's just going to be way more of a dick. <laughs> oh, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. I mean, like, I think on a, a brighter note, like, I, I do think that I, you know, when this is uh, kind of 
at least when we're on the downcline and it's a little bit safer to to be out like i i really do want to go um volunteer at the food dispensary and um mm-hmm. you know do do those kinds of things so i, I do think that there's some I mean, if I do that, let, let's hope I do that, because otherwise I'm going to sound like a total dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send the cameras out to watch you do it. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, no, I think that, yeah, that like um, the, the the empathy that's going around at the moment is definitely bringing people closer together in terms of understanding other people's experiences, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of I mean... There was a night that I just I was so overwhelmed by the news, and I always check like the the you know counts, the case counts and deaths at the end of every day, and um, I don't know why I do that, but I do, and uh, just to see like if they're they're shooting up or or not, yeah, and of course, um, yeah. and uh, there was just one night that I I just looked at him and I just started crying. I was just like, this is so bad. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I hear you completely. It's 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 devastating, and 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 the shock is the first feeling. Like even even if we see the trend and we see that it's thousands every single day, that hasn't numbed us to it, right? I mean, you see yeah. that two more two more thousand people have died. It's just like fuck. This is right. it's really really upsetting. Yeah, and I mean here in the states, it's like fifty thousand. You know, it's um, those numbers are crazy. Um, yeah. And it's just yeah. it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, especially since they're being framed as 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 a positive, like only right. fifty thousand. Right, right. This than, is so much like, better than we expected. You know. Yeah, it's, yeah, um... yeah. We're in a fun situation now where um, the Quebec government, the day before this recording, um, announced that they plan to reopen elementary schools and daycares in a few weeks, um, <laughs> and like. As a parent of, you know, kids those ages, I got to say, like, no, don't. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And and at first I was, like, furious about the, even the idea of it. And then the more I, like, thought about it, the more I realized, like, what the actual reasoning is behind it. And it's, like, so, so I think a lot of this got lost in translation a little bit because our premier barely speaks English. Um, but what kind of the idea is, is they will be allowed to reopen the teachers who like are healthy enough and like not at risk will be there um mm-hmm. and they're going to limit classroom sizes and they want people to sort of like register in advance to let them know if they'll be sending their kids or not and it's entirely optional so the idea is less about like we have to get our kids back in school so they can learn and more about some of the parents desperately need babysitting and this is a service that we can provide okay yeah that's why it makes sense to me i was thinking there's probably a lot of healthcare workers or uh, first responders and things that need um they need help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. like, you know, okay, that makes that's a completely different perspective. I, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, well, that's it. And I felt like I had to because I didn't react that way at first, right? Because at first I was like, fuck that. Like, we're not sending our kid oh, back yeah. to school. Like, we have a kindergartner. Kindergartners can't do social distancing. <laughs> if no. you put them in a room together, <laughs> virus will spread, people will die. But, like, you know, knowing that it's optional, that it's primarily as a sort of means of childcare. Uh, that the teachers are like giving being given special sort of training on how to teach in this sort of environment now and like yeah that the other thing that I think like this will sort of help with a little bit is like the reality that a lot of 
people are now being stuck inside with people who are abusive right and like you know there's it would be nice if there was a way to just sort of deal with that that didn't involve sending them out into the world but like that is a protection for a lot of kids right if your parents are shitty you actually don't want to be home from school right now, right? Even if there is a virus outbreak. So having that sort of safe space open up, which also then in turn takes a little bit of pressure off of the parents who are likely to snap, like does make kids a bit safer in that sense. Um, Mm -hmm. so, So there's kind of pros and cons to opening it. And I think that doing it in a way where it's like optional, entirely optional, uh, and a service yeah. as opposed to a like required thing is uh, is a good way to go. Yeah, I just worry I, I, about I, the yeah, limited I, I, sizes, though. Like, if you have only X amount of spaces available, mm-hmm. how do they decide which kids get yeah. prioritized? Uh, I th- and yeah, well, like I think I think a lot of like. I think that there will be a decent number of people who choose to keep their kids home. Uh, I think there will be... Oh, absolutely. Like, and and then at that point, it might just end up having to be kind of first come, first serve. I'm not sure. I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they have to kind of rethink things, but that's, uh, that's also why they're like doing sort of a pre-registration for it instead of just saying, whoever wants to can show up on the 11th and seeing what happens. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, like I know in our case we're we're gonna keep the kids home. Like that that's there's just no discussion there. Like we we both work from home with pretty flex schedules, right? So like, right. why would we put people at risk? Yeah, no, yeah, and I think a, that'll be a large sentiment. Anybody who can, you know, I'm sure they don't want you there, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you know they, and if you you can, then you probably won't. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's it's also like the the trickiness of like what are they teaching the kids, or is it more of a like a daycare right. entertain them situation? Because if it's not all the kids, then they can't just continue the curriculum. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I thought was interesting with the English Montreal School Board specifically, um, it sounds like they're receiving some kind of a stipend from the federal government for like iPads or something. Uh, and I don't know exactly what that'll look like yet because when I read that statement, I was tired, and also it sounded like the person making the statement also didn't know all the details yet. Um, right, right. But I know that, like, I mean, even our kindergartner has weekly Zoom, uh, like, Zoom meeting sessions with like classmates, right? And so, like, cool. I wouldn't be surprised if that, like, just continues to be the way that they do things for the next little while for the students who can't or for the students who choose not to come in, right? Right. You know, it's well, crazy they... how much, like, video conferencing has become, like, it's just, like, the whole world just got this big tutorial in this technology that's been here forever. Yeah. Uh, yes, and yes. I, I, I think it's really interesting to see how, moving forward, I, I think a lot of that will stick. And here's the <laughs> weird thing that I was thinking about the other day. So, like, I don't know, since I was a kid, the whole thing, like since the 60s, the whole thing was this dream that we were going to have video phones. And then <laughs> yeah, we had yeah. the idea of video phones came out and we're all like, this sucks. I don't want to see myself when I talk. <laughs> this is gross. <laughs> and now this has been the hurdle that has gotten people over that, like, we're in the future now because yes. now we've accepted video calls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh but my I do God. think, like, 
distance learning and uh, schools will, will probably, like I know here in Chicago, uh, because they had to get out so many um, like laptops and iPads and things like that, uh, they're, they're kind of um, looking to make that part of the regular curriculum hmm. probably throughout like summer school and things like that. So uh, I think it will change the way that they actually do education. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's just, a, how do we, like, I want, how about the top scientists in the world working on how do we compensate for the lack of being in the same room with each other in terms of emotional impact? Mm -hmm. Because it's really, it really fucks with your mind to see someone and not be with them. Yeah. So, yeah. I, there's a really great article about that, how it, it actually causes, it expends more energy for you to suspend that disbelief of being alone and yeah. feeling like you're not alone. Mm -hmm. uh, so that in some way, like that social connection over video chat is more draining than it would be if you were actually in the room with somebody. Right. Yeah, that's it's, it's great. Like I read it. I think it was just a. a it wasn't a full blown article, but it was like a post about it, and it was just so interesting that yeah. it's really, really confusing for for the mind, and it's like searching for that connection that you would have, like all the cues you would get from being in the same room. It's searching for those things, and it's just like I don't get those things. And they're like, somebody, uh, where's my bed? Where's my bed? <laughs> I had to take like a, a straight up just break because I was getting so many messages and so many calls and uh, like and it, which is is great and and very sweet and supportive but like and there you don't there's no other excuse right now other than like I don't wanna yeah uh, <laughs> totally <laughs> <laughs> but I I just had to straight up say like I need I need a break because like every time my phone buzzes at me I'm like ah! <laughs> yeah yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I the, because of this, I've, I'm now texting my father and he called me the other day and I picked up and it's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> not normal behavior. <laughs> and as soon as I, like, I, I'd had a really, really bad morning and, and then my dad started talking and then I just burst into tears because I, I haven't heard my dad's voice in like two years wow. just because we don't communicate in that way. And it, and then it was just like, I'm so sad, and it's my daddy on the phone. And it's just like emotions like crazy. But it's uh, even like the standing alone phone call is like, oh, I'm, I all my energy's gone now. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Like, um, I have this this group chat with uh, a bunch of like guys I grew up with, and you know, we send each other memes and talk about you know the news and shit, but we like occasionally do video chats and like since this all went down we've done so many more video chats and like I actually hop on them a lot and like Toby is usually with me when I hop on them and so like it's nice because like he kind of gets to see his like fun uncles a little bit and like uh -huh. it's it's usually like after dinner so we're all kind of chatting about like oh what did you have what did you make yada yada and like that sort of like community is nice in a way that I like yeah. never thought to use um, video chat for and I was reading a New York Times article the other day because I'm a boring adult now uh, written by <laughs> Samin Nasrat who is the uh, salt fat acid heat lady um, great Netflix series if you haven't seen it it's like four episodes very good if you're into like food and cooking and you know feeling good about things um Yep. She she was saying in this article, like, the thing she misses that she was taking for granted was, like, being able to have, you know, big dinner parties and have people over and, like, you know, 
make something for a group of people and share that sort of experience and that meal and that space and like the you know it's one thing to cook for yourself and enjoy it it's another thing to like you know share that time together right uh and she unfortunately this episode comes out the day after this is happening but she you know in the future for us in the past for the people listening uh is doing this like um instagram live dinner party essentially where she's like going to make like a huge fancy lasagna and is encouraging everyone at home to do the same thing and then join her on instagram live to eat together uh and i was thinking about that and i was like yes yes this is what i want to do i want to like coordinate a meal with some (laughs) friends all make our own version of that meal and then call each other up and eat together yeah, I thought about that so with like cool. takeout or something, like order oh, from yeah. the same place and and then uh, kind of share the same meal. But I, yeah, it's I think that that's a nice because eating so social and that is one of the things that we're totally uh, kind of removing. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it since like the the barriers of the world have so <laughs> collapsed and everybody's just as far away like as the phone call you make. Um, that like having lived in so many places I've not been so connected to so many of my friends in such a long time like you know mm-hmm. uh, one of my best friends is in, in Maui and I have friends in Denver and in Montreal and here and uh, so it's like I've, I'm talking to all of them um, more than I have in, in years and uh, there's something really nice about that kind of reconnection yeah yeah totally right I mean like I, I've even been thinking about it like with you specifically right where when you told us you were moving to chicago i was like well shit like we're not gonna talk to adrian <laughs> and then yeah, you, yeah. and then like the same week you moved we were like well we're switching to a remote format so like we've actually been able to like keep chatting with you like well i've been able to and now you know the others as well because we're finally doing group calls <laughs> so, and, but it's it's yeah, so no, nice no. like being able to have that like connection with someone who like geographically like isn't around anymore right yeah and it's it really is crazy as as adrian said that this technology has been around right you know and but but even that that switch in mediums like um i i would send emails to my dad and then he would write back and then i would not write back six months later or whatever and um uh but then it was like i was hoping he would get on facebook and he just refused but then going on whatsapp which is still writing something you know Mm -hmm. it's like just depending on that medium all of a sudden the brain is like oh i'm comfortable with this version of of communicating Mm -hmm. and and also like you said the breaking the ice now it's like we're doing it and everybody's like oh it's not that bad right well, and sometimes we just use it differently. Like, uh, you know, I've, I've been watching uh, wrestling with some of my friends. And so for that, we'll use chat because then you can watch it and you can talk right. uh, cool. without being over the audio. Um, but then sometimes a call or a group call is better. And sometimes video is really great. At that. Yeah, it seems like right. all of those are a little bit more on the same footing uh, more so than they were before. Yeah. Yeah. And how companies are like throwing themselves to develop these things. It's like, (laughs) yes, please. Give me more. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had a town hall meeting. I'm still like doing some freelance work and um, you know, like they're like, oh my gosh, it's amazing how productive the company still is. It's like, yeah, because you hold too many meetings. (laughs) 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 
Amazing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Now everybody's just sitting at home getting the work done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Oh my yeah. god. I, I think people will be able to be a little bit more flexible with their schedules. And I, I hope things don't just go back exactly the way that they were. I hope this gives them a little bit of a proof of concept that maybe there's definitely things that are easier to do in the office. And I, I wouldn't change that. I do not work well at home. I don't want to work at home. I suck at it. That's why I'm good at juggling and I have no portfolio yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I was talking to Taffer about this before the recording. Um, that this is another thing I saw on the news last night while I was being a boring adult. Um, there was uh, there was someone from a company that I think they um, they might have been like a company that directly was involved in helping China kind of like sort shit out in order to like flatten the curve faster. Um, and they were the person on the news was saying like we have you know figured out ways to like reset the sort of like typical workplace office kind of setting so that like you can work in an office space while also respecting social distancing and like create enough Mm -hmm. room for everybody and it's basically just this idea of like yes there will still be like half the staff should work from home at any given time but you can like have desks right and you can just sort of make wider cubicles or like section off areas of the ground with tape and say like no more than one person in this square at a time and like all these little things that you can do to sort of like well here's a crazy notion open concept seating is a way to cram as many people into one space without giving them like i don't know room or personal (laughs) area uh so we used to have cubicles in offices, I don't know, 10 years ago before people were like, yes, open concept. It's a cool <laughs> new thing. Right. And not just a way to like cut costs and make yeah, people yeah. like cattle. So yeah. maybe we go back to, um, you know, treating people a little bit more like humans. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I vote for that. The thing that I have been finding, um, and uh, David can maybe also speak to this um, by virtue of having been one of the people I did this with. But I've been uh, I've been having a lot of fun. Um, twice now, I've like managed to play D and D over like a remote setup with people. Um, once with uh, David and a couple other friends from uh, Natural Toonie, and once with uh, a bunch of friends who all live in different cities. Like there were there was someone in Maine, there was someone in like Manhattan, uh, there there was someone in like Pasadena, there was someone in Texas somewhere. Sorry, Kendall, and I don't remember where you live. And like we we <laughs> she's in Texas. She's definitely in Texas. I just mean like city wise, you know. Uh, oh, but but yeah. there was just like a bunch of people from all over the place uh, able to like six successfully like play a very collaborative like storytelling thing together and like I miss doing that in a room with people but I'm so encouraged by like being able to do that remotely in a way that's effective and like you know still fun yeah yeah it's super exciting it's I find that and also like there's the factor of how many times do I not ask someone to do something with me because I'm considering all the fucking padding around seeing that person so it's like mm-hmm. i have to take the bus i have to go i have to get dressed i have to do the thing and now it's just like hi how you doing like just click a button and you're you're there like that's I so love the idea of padding that's such a great way to put it 
is the thing, but you gotta get through all this fucking stuff first. <laughs> oh yeah. It's the horrors of getting dressed. I hate it. <laughs> Fuck, I stink so bad right now. Paul just looks at me and he says, "You stink," and I'm just like, "I, I know, I know." <laughs> I like. I I partway maybe ten minutes ago suddenly became conscious that like we hadn't heard a lot of David in a little while. <laughs> yeah, it happens. I'm uh, just in the shadows. Don't mind me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think everybody needs to be conscious. If I'm on, I take up a lot of room. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is that I'm I'm in every episode. I just don't talk. Yeah, <laughs> David's actually in the room with me right now. Don't tell. Oh, that's, that's terrifying. You weren't supposed the to table. let them know that. <laughs> I do keep thinking about how like it's such a missed opportunity that we didn't like think about finding a friend that we like enough to have quarantine with us before this all went down <laughs> like just taking on like a like have a roommate you know have a buddy <laughs> a lonely quarantine -y. yeah <laughs> how how well do you think that would have worked between your kids schedules i mean like i don't know like we we like you you could have come and stayed with us <laughs> i don't think that's what he's saying I don't think that's what he's saying. Oh, waking I up. I'm saying I probably would have lost my mind. Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because children. God, they just they wake us up every morning at like seven or seven thirty at the absolute latest, often earlier. And I'm just kind of like, could you fucking not? <laughs> I feel the same way about my dog. If I, oh. if I don't if I don't take them out, they will shit piss everywhere. So I have to get out of bed, and I fucking hate it because I do a fucking Instagram show at 11 a.m. and people are telling me I miss your show because I'm sleeping. And I'm just like, ah, I want that life. <laughs> There's a global speak, crisis speak, David, outside. Could... could you guys chill out for just a hot minute? Just chill. Yeah, the other night, Toby. Um kept us up most of the night he just he wasn't like crying or anything there were no problems he just like every hour or so he would wake up and dance around the room and we're like Could you just <laughs> fucking sleep you awful toddler <laughs> <laughs> this is not the time for this i enjoy it but stop yeah like he was being so cute and nice but also it was like 4 a.m and i just i don't want that go to sleep <laughs> Oh, God. That's hilarious. Uh, so does anyone have any further thoughts for Patrick about, you know, changing for the better during the pandemic? <laughs> I mean, I, I think the best, because that's like the thing, right, where people have like some life-altering event, like they survive a plane crash or something, and they turn into like super great people for like a year. Um, back to exactly who you were. Oh, so optimistic, I see. <laughs> yeah. But I think that that's, like, so important to consider because it's, like, the battle I'm facing every fucking day. Like, it's okay. It's a fucking wave. It's not linear. <laughs> so, like, even if you come out of it better, that's not, it's not like, oh, you are a better person from now on. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also, yeah, like, yeah. I, I've known all of you for a bit, and none of you are fucking terrible monsters. Like, you've got to be concerned <laughs> in this. <laughs> You gotta be concerned that you would need to have such a tight revelation after this event that you were so bad before that you gotta change your ways. <laughs> I mean, I the don't shadow know. disagrees. So 
<laughs> I think you were all fine before. I think you'll be fine after. Like maybe oh, you can do you. like some nice things, you know, maybe because uh, there's a lot of people who are hurt and, and will be for a little while. So, you know, volunteer at a women's shelter, volunteer at like a, a food bank while people are struggling. But, um, you know, do what you can. But. I, you know, I don't think that any of you really needed such a big attitude adjustment that you needed a pandemic to be better. <laughs> I mean... Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I like to think that the world will be a better place after all of this shit is sorted out and is behind us and not constantly having to wade through it. But I just don't believe in people that much anymore <laughs> and i i honestly believe that whatever good that's happening right now like if you if you look at certain statistics like the world the planet as a whole hasn't been health this healthy in a long time a lot of pollution's <laughs> real real down yeah. but yeah i i would love to believe that that will be a trend for more than a year but I don't think it will, because I think people are dumb and bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. It's it's like you can be kind of cautiously optimistic while still sort of being pessimistic about it, right? <laughs> World War, yes. yeah. But World yeah, War II ended with the, the NHS. You know, like I think mm -hmm. that um, good things can come come from, you know, when people see that there are things that need changing and they are possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Yeah. Let's hope for that. I feel like there there will be like there will be some good changes that come out of it, but I think that like David might be right that at the end of the day people will still be on on average every individual person will be just as good or shitty as they were before. Like <laughs> like humanity's not going to change that much, but maybe some of the in infrastructure will improve. Yes. Yeah. Yes, well that's said. that's kind of what the best case scenario that I hope for. <laughs> like, I would love if grocery stores continued to operate exactly as they currently are post-pandemic, just because then it's like, yeah. Yeah, let, yeah. yeah just <laughs> let them keep the lines. Yeah. It's going to take some work to remove them, so just leave them. Yeah, at least the arrows on the floor. I don't mind if more people are in the grocery store, but, like, keep the arrows on the floor <laughs> directing traffic, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, also, another like, there thing. There are certain things that, oh. yeah. No, no go for it, go for it. Okay, another thing that definitely should be uh, continued is the awareness of washing one's hands. Mm -hmm. Yes. People should clearly wash their hands more because when this was first starting out, all the notices of, like, please wash your hands and people being like, oh, yeah, I should wash my hands. You should have been doing that from the first place. <laughs> wash your damn hands. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Hopefully that's exactly that what I was gonna. Yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up. Actually, is that I, <laughs> like this, this this thing about like it's just like the flu. You know, thirty-seven thousand people die a year of the flu. Who gives a shit? It's like, well, maybe that's a problem because our behaviors are fucked. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, maybe we could hold on to some of those practices, like David just said, to like not, for those people to not die. <laughs> right. Maybe. Yeah, we could be doing better there too. Not really the conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like the people say, like, oh, this is how many people died of the plague. I'm like, well, sorry, I can't go back into the past to make that not happen. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, maybe you should try oh, harder. Oh, <laughs> uh, 
Be better. Yeah. Need more thoughts and prayers. <laughs> oh, I need them. Give me, give me those thoughts and prayers. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Eat, I nom, eat nom, your nom, thoughts nom. and prayers. Yeah. <laughs> ah. I'm now healthy now. I did it. You did it, guys. <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> I can't oh, believe that God. there are real people like that. <laughs> That's me. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm just I'm melting like... into the couch. I'm <laughs> melting into the couch. I've been um, I've been slowly like just like so um it, on a practical level of like ways that I am getting better actively during this. Uh, I did obviously I lost a job that I was kind of miserable in for like the past mm-hmm. eight years, uh, and being free of that job, I now have a lot less stress. Um, and like also now being free of like um like living situation stress now that we know that we get to stay in our house i'm like oh when my stress levels go down i have enough like my my base anxiety is lowered just enough to like a slightly more functional place um (laughs) and so now i'm hoping that i can use this pandemic time where the government is paying me to exist instead of needing to have a a full-time job i can like maybe take some time to like process some trauma for instance and like learn how to like handle my anxiety and not have outbursts when things are hard um so you know obviously that's a pretty unique situation like a lot of people deal with those kinds of emotional things but didn't necessarily just lose a bunch of their external stress factors um but but you know, that's something. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I've, I, I've definitely like, and I think it's also important to notice just organic changes through that relief of stress. Mm. Like I've noticed I'm, I'm actually kinder to Paul right now, mm. which is really, I know it sounds bad. It sounds like I'm a bitch all the time, um, but I'm, I'm being, I'm being more considerate and attentive to him. And um, I, I know that that's because certain stresses aren't, aren't on my shoulders right now totally you know it's it's interesting for what it's worth i think like if you are if you are a person who has like anxiety around things and you live in close quarters with someone that you care about like you are going to sometimes not be kind to that person because of your like your internal incapability to be kind to anyone in any given moment right like that Mm -hmm. i i think it's totally like i mean obviously it's something that you want to work on and like get better at but like it happens right like if you're a high anxiety person you won't always be able to show your partner that kindness and like that sucks and is sad and is hard and it's challenging especially if you're like both high anxiety people and like you know both have shit to work on or whatever but like i don't think there's anything to be ashamed of about like that being where your brain is at (laughs) like Uh yeah i don't know i i yeah (laughs) it's good to hear that like that you are are getting you know kinder toward him during this but like I, I just wanted to say that because you said that that made you sound like a monster and I don't think that makes you sound like a monster. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my goodness. So, so much so much love being thrown around that we're not monsters. I, love it. <laughs> I didn't say we're not. Yeah, I didn't say true. we're all I not think... monsters. Oh. David is on the call. <laughs> but Hello. <laughs> Shadow man. But I I think that it's really uh, also uh, to to add to that point that um not not being kind doesn't mean being mean 
Right. Uh, it can also just be uh, being dismissive or not not engaging or something like that. That that kindness is is a change from being like a zombie, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's uh it's it's interesting to see the different. Uh, how the different things radiating around us affect our ability to communicate and love each other. Yeah. Um, on that pleasant note, uh, I am noticing <laughs> that uh, it is one fifty-five, and uh, you know how I was saying before that my kindergartner has a Zoom meeting every week? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I uh, completely forgot that that is at 2 p.m. on Tuesdays. So uh, <laughs> we need to wrap up in the next couple of minutes before my internet connection uh, changes radically. Um <laughs> Does anyone uh, have any quick final thoughts before we wrap up and or anything to plug? I love you all. I'd like to to plug Kate. She's great. Uh, (laughs) Wait till after the quarantine. I want to plug you too, Adrian. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Tom. David, I look forward to the next time we can plug each other. Hell yeah. So much beautiful plugging. Thursday? Thursday. <laughs> Good to have a, a plan to plug. Plug plans. Oh, boy. <coughs> plug it in. End the call, it Tom. In. End the call. All right. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for uh, for calling. It was nice to, to chat with all of you. And, uh, yeah, I think this, this went well enough that I can confidently say that we should do at least one of these per month. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you should still do one with the whole network and see how chaotic that goes. Do it, do it, um, do it. David, do you want to volunteer to try and schedule that? <laughs> I think I think you should do <laughs> I think you, you should do one that's just <laughs> You should do one that's just David so he gets a chance to talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let the boy shine. <laughs> I mean I pitched that episode to Tom, but he says no. <laughs> How dare you? I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> um, Good to hear your voices, everybody. You too, Kate. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll talk to you bye. soon. Bye bye. I just waved because I forgot we're not on a video call. Yeah, I did it too. I did it too. <laughs> All right. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. You too. Bye bye. That's it. That brings us to the end of our episode for this week. Uh, I hope you liked it. I hope the uh, multi person call format audio issues didn't uh, affect your enjoyment too much Um, I think going forward we're going to try to do one of these per month maybe like the first episode every month will be kind of a group call with as many of us as we can fit on there and then the other weeks will be the remote format that we've been working on where I call people one at a time and kind of pick their brains about stuff Um, but yeah hopefully you enjoyed this I enjoyed it it was really nice to you know catch up with them all in a group together Uh, we miss Jeremiah um, but uh they send their love and hopefully you'll hear from them soon as well um yeah if you like this episode please consider supporting us on patreon uh like i said during the cash corner segment um we starting in the month of may are going to be giving 50 percent of our patreon like net earnings uh to various charities um some indigenous relief charities some food banks during the pandemic just because like yeah i i think outside of quarantine i would rather just give like the entirety of our like givings to indigenous charities but i think during the quarantine food banks really need uh need the extra support so i mean to kind of split it between those two for for the time being and then eventually once things kind of settle down we're gonna shift a little bit again um but yeah so if you want to if you have a little extra money and you want to 
help us out on Patreon. That would be awesome at patreon.com slash up discussion. Uh, we also have merch. If you have a lot of extra money and want to buy some dumb shit with our logo on it, you can do that by clicking the link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at Public, who uh, I, I think pretty soon are supposed to have, let's see, let's see if they have them. I'm going to check this live on the show. Pretty soon they are supposed to have masks that you can buy um, with our logos on them, but I think they do not yet. No, it looks like they don't yet. Um, but keep an eye out. Uh, eventually you'll be able to buy a mask. Um, actually, I want to give a quick shout out to one of our patrons, Carlea, who um, has been making surgical masks and like medical masks and whatever you want to call them, <laughs> quarantine masks, um, like from her home and sending them to people and like safely dropping them off on people's doorsteps in California for like the past like two months. Um, so Carlea, you are a hero. You are awesome. Uh, keep up the great work. And uh yeah, I just wanted to give you a shout out because I think that that kind of thing can go unnoticed and uh, we noticed it and we think you're great. Um, so thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing your part to fight this thing. Uh, you can support us for free, of course, by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, um, especially Apple Podcasts, obviously. <laughs> but uh, if you're on a different podcatcher, you know, find your way to review us on there. Uh, it, it Everything helps. Uh, you can also share the episode with a friend, post it on your social media, Pretty much anything that gets more eyes on this, the better. Um, yeah, you can follow us on social media at Down With Talking. Uh, you can follow me at Tom Zalatni. I think Kate is at Red Random. Adrian is at Boxless Thoughts. And David does not do the socials, but would probably want me to tell you to listen to Natural Tuny. Uh, so go do that. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't have anything else to plug this week. Happy Star Wars Day. Sorry we didn't really do anything about that at all it uh completely slipped our minds if you're a fan of star wars and want some star wars day content i think the last time that we like officially acknowledged star wars day on an episode was uh a very long time ago in an episode titled star wars day <laughs> featuring hank green so if you're into you know star wars or hank green <laughs> go listen to that i think it's episode 48 it's probably um pretty much near the bottom of your feed if you're listening through an app um yeah it was a fun episode it's one of our most listened to ever because hank green was on it which is you know i'm still we had him on a second time and it's still weird to me that that it ever happened to begin with um so yeah happy star wars day may the fourth be with you um yeah i hate myself for saying that but you know (laughs) May the fourth be with you. Uh, special thanks to the Honeyforns. No, I'm not going to do this bit. Special thanks to the Honeyforns. Wow, maybe I am going to do this bit just because I secretly have a lisp that I've been training myself out of for the past 26 years. Hey yo. Special thanks to the Honeythorns for letting us use their song Crack Apart as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at thehoneythorns.bandcamp.com. It's going to take me at least 10 episodes to not accidentally say Crackers and Jam. <laughs> and I would like to apologize to the Honeythorns for that. It might it, it, I will do my best. Um, but yeah, check them out at thehoneythorns.bandcamp.com. The show was produced and edited by me, Tom Zalat, and I for the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. Oh, also, uh, very quickly, uh, sometime next week, uh, so full disclosure, I'm recording this in advance. I'm not totally sure of the date of this yet, um, but I will put a link in the description of the episode. Um, sometime next week, I will be doing a live uh stream i guess on uh, on the zoom or the facebook again still figuring out all the details uh 
of all the sort of like 101 how to start a podcast things. So if you, you know, are like everybody else in quarantine and are thinking, I would really like to start a podcast because I'm bored and I don't know how to do it. Um, click the link in the description and I will tell you how to do it on a live stream. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. You just have to show up. So uh, yeah, hope to see as many of you there as possible. All right, that's it for real. We will see you next week for episode 272. Is that right? That's right. Yep, I know what numbers are. And uh, yeah, here is the Honeythorns with Crack Apart. Multiverse theory, corgis, queer representation, reconciliation, angels, demons, squirrels, moose, moose and squirrels, sorcerers, dinosaurs, forests, giants, rogues, warlocks, plains, sewers, lavender, natural toonie, a Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast, right here on the Upford Network. Hey there, campers. My name is Emmett, and I'm the host of Gaze in the Woods, a podcast that explores rural LGBTQIA2 experiences, from radical fairies and lesbian farmers to backwoods slam poets and community organizers organizing communities the community didn't know where they were all along. Can you have a pride parade when you're the only gay in the village? What is camp when you live in a trailer? And if a genderqueer bear shares their pronouns in the forest and nobody gets it, is anything real? I don't know, but let's find out together on Gaze in the Woods, an Upford Network podcast. <laughs>